All right, we're live. You look at the camera, right? You're yeah. supposed to look at the camera. I'm supposed That's to behave. Good. We're live? Did you just say we're live? Yeah, we're live. Yeah, we're live. Oh, all right. <laughs> Jeez, I guess we should get this going then. The, what, what episode? 41? 41. Episode number 41 of the Wide Awake in Babylon podcast. We're still here. We might even have like better things to talk about than we have the first 40 times. Maybe. <laughs> we might get good at this at some point. People might pay attention. I think it's it's all right. I'm really happy with people that watch us pretty regularly. I get a lot I, of comments. I, I, you know, it's like, I know there's people out there that listen to this and they're paying attention mm-hmm. to what's being said. And me, I don't really read comments. I mean, there's not that many anyway. <laughs> but um, I'll go back through and listen to them. Mm-hmm. Because, and, you know, not to hear my own voice because I don't really like that. It's fine. But like everybody. <laughs> just checking the content. And if you really just absorb it, don't think about it, just absorb it. It's, it's, I think it's pretty special. I really do. Because, you know, you kind of have to be, all right, like I've said before, okay, so this ship you call yourself, that spirit, a first mate, make sure that it's tacking well, keeps trajectory on, right? It doesn't sail off course. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that first mate, that's you. That has to run. That has to do everything. The captain spirit says, "Hey, we're going northwest. Tack it northwest." You know what I mean? Not right. In you know, I'm kind of using is it allegory? I'm using. What am I using? A metaphor. Metaphor. Yeah. Right? It's a metaphor for you know uh, when spirits uh, put something in front of you to do. Not only do you do it, you do it the in the correct way. Well, and there's gonna. It's never the the fun, easy one. It's always the hard one that's the right way to go. And then it's like, oh shit, how do you stay motivated for the hard one? It's like, no, no, but it should have a lot of heart in it. So then it's not hard, right? I mean, to me, it's like I look at the difficult things, you know, the difficult things that come up in relationships, conflicts in relationships, mm-hmm. conflicts in just with being with people, and I never hold on to that. The I mean, no, I mean, the other person can, but I don't, I'm like, you know, I, Hey, that's a moment in time. And it's not that we should let this moment continue. Let's, you know, have the moment in time and maybe it was a rupture in something mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe we need a little space, but let's come back together and solve that. Yeah. Cause I'm not one to, um, want need conflict. I don't need it, <laughs> no. you know, at all. I really don't. And, and I kind of noticed prior to going to the jungle, there's been a difference. There's been a real shift. I mean, so we've been back, what, two weeks now? Yeah. About two weeks since we got back. And, you know, following that dieta as you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And it's ramping up. It's interesting. It's like I get stronger every day on a physical level because, you know, the plants always take care of the physical too. The, the things because mm-hmm. my body's gotten strong. It's like I don't, before I went, my joints would hurt. You know, and he said, this medicine will make your body strong. And he wasn't kidding. So there's that building up since being back. And still, mm-hmm. you know, eating very little protein, just eggs. It's a lot of eggs, rice, potatoes. Yeah, yeah a lot and of eggs, rice, potatoes. And we had fish the other night that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. That, yeah. My body was just like, protein rush. It's like, you haven't had that in like 40 it's days. weird. Yeah, you could really feel it though, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, you really could feel it. But I also noticed that there's been a ramping up of like a foundation in a higher position of observing the world. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I've in in you, I've noticed just a calmness and mm-hmm. just kind of just being, not so much doing. Not that you're not doing, but right. you, we worked really hard today. But it's also this kind of just de- detachment to a lot of emotion about anything. Right, right. And I haven't, you know, and it's like I don't really look at the news much. Yeah, that's kind of you know, it's like oh, month for, free from that, and realizing that yeah, there's a lot going on in the world. But you know, sitting down there for a month, what was going on was what was right out in front of you, mm-hmm. and that's always the case. <laughs> really, I mean, you can you can that. invite. I mean, you can, you know, and I I could say I've been guilty of this. You can invite conflicts in countries that you don't even know where they are, you know nothing about their culture, mm-hmm. into your thinking. So suddenly you're completely frazzled in your central nervous system, like you know. Let's just take one for instance. It's kind of a hot emotional issue. Is the Hamas Israel? Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I just look at that and go, well, both sides are wrong. There, there's a, there's wrong. a lack of innocence on both sides by a large margin. Well, there's a lack of understanding humanity yeah. on at its deepest level. And, you know, and there's going to be that in the world. Right alongside of, or, you know, maybe through a, a veil, maybe even. Mm-hmm. Or some kind of membrane slip through, and there's this other side that's happening, right? Where it's it, it doesn't have that conflict in it. Mm-hmm. You know, that there's more. Um, I don't know, like attention to seeing that what's in front of you is actually what's important, and the mm-hmm. people that are in front of you, um, yeah, that's who you engage. And it's like, well, these aren't the right people. Well, it's not that they're the wrong people. It's just that there has to be a way to engage that just kind of removes all the personal barriers around everything. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think where two or more start gathering around identity should diminish as groups get larger. You know what I mean? Because well, that way you can actually does that happen though. I don't, is that yeah, realistic? I, you know, I would, so I did, I've been doing speaking engagements since like 1998, mm-hmm. you know, and then big time from like 1997, 98 to like 2012. Mm-hmm. It's all on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But I had found that if you could get a room full of people, you know, some of them would be pretty big. And you're not trying to teach them anything. You're not trying to give them, you know, here's the, the steps you take. It's, you're not offering a 12-step program. You're offering like a, um, an open relation, an open conversation that pours more of the soul and what its intentions are, how it connects to spirit. You bring more of that forward, not as speech so much, but as an energy, right? And yeah. to me, there's like, so when you're doing speaking engagements, you have to be real and you have to come from your own genuine place, right? And you don't try to change your mood to fit your content, right? You let your content be what it is for who you are at that moment, you know, and, and, if you remain open like that and it's like an exchange, there's been several times where I've had a room full of people who suddenly they're, and you've seen this, their mm-hmm. attention locks in and you, they don't move. Right. There's just this kind of exchange going on. I wouldn't even say it's, you know, me. I think it's an interaction that well, I can, they I, give me their attention. Yeah. I put my attention into what they're paying attention to kind of, and throw it back and it just keeps coming back and forth and suddenly and i've had people say that i'm like how do you feel right now in this room you know after like an hour and a half 
And several of them have said, it feels like there's just one being here. Hmm. There's not all these identities. There's just this kind of energetic kind of soup mm-hmm. that is perfectly balanced for all the people in it. Right. What I observe when you're in that is that you're speaking to the room of what is is energetically in the room right, right. and you're being super freaking present. Right. And then that's engendering presence in the room, which was what you're talking about. So it's mm-hmm. both all parties going deeper into presence, which is closer to oneness. Right, right. Yeah, so. yeah. So, you know, you, and I think, you know, that's the talent that someone could, I mean, I would I call it, maybe it's not a talent. Maybe it's a gift. Maybe it's uh, just a, a from the heart thing you got to do. But when you come in there, if you can get, if you can be that genuine, it breaks that barrier of person to person. Mm-hmm. And suddenly there's just this like one intelligence that we're all kind of connected into. I wouldn't call it the Borg. I wouldn't call it, you know, any yeah. of that, but it's not cause it's more energetic than it is thought based. Cause the thoughts will all be different. Cause everybody's going to describe things differently, but the feeling everybody recognizes that. Yeah. And I, to me that it's like, I'm more interested in injecting a place no matter where I am with that. To see who can, you know, maybe they're on the other side of things and it's all a big, you know, mess and they feel, uh, but if you can get them to shift over just for the time you're there, mm-hmm. it's not a force. It's not a manipulation. No, it's, not it's just an invitation that, Hey, because I find that when those speaking engagements where people can really loosen up, if you're not afraid of being present, it's an invitation for them to be so as well. And when they realize that who they are as a genuine person being present is not it's like they're interacting without all this personal shit in the way. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's just like the intelligence just gets real rich. It reminds me of the last speaking event, which was in Denver. Right. And uh, we kind of came in there. The whole place was, it's a really cool place that we went to, but it was surrounded by homeless camps, tents mm-hmm. up and down mm-hmm. one whole huge street right there. And, and it's, it's awkward at best. And it's actually tragically sad. And instead of ignoring all that, that's what you talked about when you kind of just first talked about it. I said, hey, what's going on right here in this town? And, right. and talking about the city and how it is. And right. and then going in, then the other part of it is talking about 25-year-olds claiming to be shamans and mm-hmm. holding ceremonies in a way that's like, hey. Yeah. I'm 53. Maybe, maybe slow down a bit. And, I'm still learning. Yeah. You know, like with that dieta, with, you know, working with Ahosquito. And, you know, just being in the jungle environment mm-hmm. and the spirits of the jungle coming in, doing their thing, shaking my bed, <laughs> their hand on my back. One of them standing at the window going, hey, old man, and just books off in the other way. But <clears throat> like I had talked about, the dreaming was really intense. There were several of those where the it's like the spirit of the plan I was dieting was taking me into ceremonies. Right. And there was, you know, ayahuasca being drank in them, but it, we're on a total dream world. So, mm-hmm. but it was weird because you, you take that shot in the dream, you, you feel it in the dream. You are in it. In Do you dream. taste it? In the so dream? you're, you're dreaming <laughs> and in the dream, you're drinking ayahuasca and you're having that experience yeah. while you're dreaming. I mean, it's mm. really intense. It can shut off the minute you wake up, which is kind of interesting, but, but you feel anyway, huh? you feel in it. In the oh dream. yeah. Yeah. You're in it. You're in it. Yeah. And I remember sitting next to, you know, Ajo Skeeto sitting over here, you know, giving me a side glance because you know, he had the higher thing. He would he would never let me look him in the eye. He would always, I'd always just see the side of his Profile? Face. Yeah, the profile of the long 
Big nose. Jutted chin, just like warrior, straight up strong. Yeah. But loving. Very, mm-hmm. very loving. Very pat you on the back. Kind of, you know, like a brother. Yeah. Like just looking after you, brother. bringing yeah. you along for the adventure, yeah. but making sure you're all right. But we would go, you know, there were several dreams where we'd go into ceremonies and he would show me things. I'm like, oh, wow. It's like, you see those things? You can feel them, can't you? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, that kind of electric stuff. He's like, yeah, they're, see them out there? They're, they're out beyond the Maloka. And I'm looking and I can see them coming. He goes, you can stop them before they come in. All you have to do is set the jaguars loose right and all of a sudden i'm sitting there and i do that and mm-hmm. you know just kind of in there boom they're at the door and those things were standing there for a minute felt like that kind of uncomfortable electric you can tell something's yeah, trying to get something in. heavy yeah and it just faded like it took a minute and it was gone it wasn't like anything you were you know having to swim in all night yeah right and it didn't matter who it was attached to in the room or who they were coming to visit you know in that room it didn't matter you could stop that and then also watching people's organs was really interesting because if you look at them you know so basically it's not you open your eyes and you look at them you have your eyes closed and you're deep in that medicine and you picture them sitting in front of you and you can read like what is needing what where and most of the time it's not like it's necessarily needing anything there's just a knot there that needs to be untied what would be useful yeah, and, and then it's like you see that the, the Icaros are like these vibrational knot untires. Like a so the knots that are like locked up in an energy field, yeah. which uh, organs representing, and the organs kind of darker than the rest of the illumination of them, yeah. you can sing right into that energy field, and it will start to affect it, hmm. right? And start getting it all wishy around. I mean, you can actually make people purge. Right. Yeah. Just by the right the right songs. Well, and if if some there's, there's some science minded people out there like myself, I mean, it's actually epigenics. Mm-hmm. So it's actually changing the DNA in your body by activating the DNA in your. You don't. You're changing the energetic of that. Right. And it's it's real. It's like holy. You talk about healing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there it is. Yep. And that's and that's how it's done. Yeah. It's like oh, so that energy field lights up and it lights them up mm-hmm. right and you really are functioning as a person perceiving a world only through your organs so those are the super important parts of yourself and then when you see there's like an energy kind of not there mm-hmm. you know, call it a past experience that's caused trauma from sure. that point on it's like there are ecros that you sing and it goes into where that knot is and you could tell because the energy around it is asymmetrical. It's out of proportion. It needs to be that Fibonacci type thing. It's mm, that mm-hmm. whole matrix. So you sing into it and you start to see that the the song itself starts vibrating right into that. Mm-hmm. And it starts loosening up these black little threads and then it just it'll go back to symmetry. And then usually purge. someone will feel like a verp, and then either a purge or a absolute release of something toxic hmm. in other ways. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you, know, you can fart too. You can. You can teach yourself. You can cry stuff. too. You can cry. There's lots of mm-hmm. different ways of doing that. And, you know, and hitting it on all levels. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, oh, you can see that. And also, this is why 25 year old shamans are not good. <laughs> <laughs> I think there, that first hour and a half, it's super important to hold it 
under a certain container. Right. It's not light and airy. It's something. Right. It's it's, it's a respectful it's a, of the uh, the thing. It's a tight lid on the pot, and no one's going to burn. Right. You're going to boil, but you're probably not going to burn. And just let uh, and you really you know focus in on what the element of what's keeping you from progressing as a being that you know. You you just focus on that and don't become afraid of it and get anxiety around it, mm-hmm. right? And hopefully the person you're sitting with can really keep all of that distraction outside so you can really focus in there, have courage, have strength, feel safe, right? So you can dive into how you're participating in your own fuckery in a lot of ways. Yeah, you may have to look at some things you don't want to look at. Like you thought you already finished looking at those things and you realize, oh, there's actually more there. Well, that and then the greatest part of your suffering is your response to all the energy around you. So a lot of, you know, what you feel is really your responsibility. So that really comes to light in people. They're like, whoa, I'm actually, whoa, I'm not doing this right. It's like, oh, well. well, And right is like, I could do this in a way that isn't so hard for myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's probably, that's probably another way of saying it. Yeah. And then to guide it in a place where we're not, you're not just there having an experience, some psychedelic experience. You're there as ceremony, as, as a, I wouldn't even call it a ritual because it's not really that. It's more like an honoring of your own life force, yeah. that which makes you conscious, That's what, that which beats your heart. That really comes forward as an energetic vibration. And after an hour and a half of wringing all the crap out of you as an individual, it slips into that where it communicates directly with spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, So you go through that, that washing machine, go through the spin cycle and come out you know, and that's when you take the lid off that. Mm-hmm. And you let everything rise up into lighter realms, lighter regions, because they're clear now. Now they can hear a message coming from on high, which is nobody and none of the spirits you work with. It's the spirit itself. It's yes. that which is emanating all things. How how, and why and where and who, who cares? Yeah. It's just emanating out and everything at the end of one of those little lines is you is me is a tree is the dog is the it's the everything right and to be able to really to take that first hour and a half hour maybe just to really work everything out and pay attention to it that way you're not sitting with that all night you know and i don't the 25 year olds don't know this they don't know the no. the power of ikaros it's like well you know yeah but you got to be doing it for a while to really see the nuances of what can happen in ceremonies and how you can actually have the yeah. best benefit for all parties involved. That's not something you learn before your brain's fully developed. <laughs> right? And, and it's no slam on anybody. It's all of no, us. No, it's We've not a slam. It's if you really want to do this work, learn. And the if you want to learn to do this work, there's only one way, the hard way. The way where you put yourself in those positions that other people will find themselves in at a, a less intense of an experience, you've got to take that to the limit. You have mm-hmm. to really look at that edge so you make sure that while you're doing this ceremonial work that you're not walking people off that edge. That's not fair. You take yeah. them to that edge of things, let them peer out. If they have wings, they'll fly, and you can watch them. You can give them a homing beacon. Right. This is where you come back when you're done. And you could put the room back together, reassemble this world type thing. And that's not something, I don't even think there's 30-year-olds that really know this. 
I think it takes a lot of life experience. I think it takes a lot of going through that ceremonial work, but it's, but in the long run to, to use that work, to be present in your daily life and clean that up. Yeah. I'm, I think if you're called to that path, there's no better way to supercharge that path than dietas. Mm -hmm. Like if you really want to know, if you really want that maturity of life experience sort of thing, spending 30, 60, 90 days by yourself in the jungle, mm -hmm. that's, that's where you get to the real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can't sure. avoid it at that point. It's like, uh, uh Oh, I better just <laughs> go ahead and look at all that stuff. That's yeah, in 10 days, you know, and when Enrique said it, cause there's a podcast a few back it's from the summer from like August probably um, or July we had interviewed didn't really interview just let him go yeah Enrique talking about the importance of dietas especially if you want to you know be holding ceremonies for people you better get those under your belt yeah and 10 days doesn't work no it's you're just you're just shaking the city off at that point yeah yeah you're just shaking the dust off you're not getting any work done yeah it takes 10 you know and he had told me he's like well you know it's eight days for just to get decontaminated. Mm -hmm. And what does decontaminated mean? Does it mean that you've been eating rotten shit? Mm. Uh, yeah, that's partially <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. But at the same time, it's all your thoughts you bring. All the emotional stuff you've like left on a back burner while you're busy with your life. That's all you've got to deal with. Because you're not busy out there. You're not busy yeah. doing anything. And you and barely have the energy to do much anything. That's the other thing. You don't go off hiking in the yeah. woods for fun. Right. Just... If you think, I mean, you know, you could probably get tired trying to paint something out there. Yeah, I, I, to, like, oh, yeah. I would choose which days I'd go down to like where the hot springs were and it would be a quarter mile hike, but it's like, that's a whole day. Like going there and back. Yeah. My, my walk to where I was bathing, I'd go there every other day and my walk was maybe 10 minutes there, 10 minutes back. Yeah. And I was exhausted. That was just my day. It's like, I did something. You wouldn't have liked my hill then. <laughs> I tried to, you know, maintain my exercising. Yeah. And, I think I made it maybe seven days of doing like one round of seven Ugh. exercises and I was burnt. I'm like, okay, time yeah, to I would now. stretch a little, but I wasn't doing pushups. Yeah, yeah. You know, but having that time, you know, so 10 days, you kind of get into a place where you can really settle in because mm -hmm. you still have twice as long to go as you've it, already been. It feels like, like the vibration of self just calms yeah, down. Like you're, 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 you're like your central nerves are, nervous system is relaxing but it's like a whole vibe within your body just like oh i can oh, let go right. the the buzz of the city is really a thing but there's also what whatever life brings as well but right but you know i think that's actually the most important part of it is your central nervous system calms down enough i mean it's receiving messages mm -hmm. right and is it receiving them clearly or are you frazzled that frazzle goes away yeah I mean, a lot of people thing. think, oh, I can't. I mean, I've heard people say they're afraid because they're going to go nuts out there. It's like, no, no, you don't actually go nuts. You go less nuts. Yeah. If you're going to, if you stick it out, you go less nuts. I just, I just became deeper in love with nature. I was like, Jesus, this is so freaking cool. And I'd see a new butterfly one day and be yeah. like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Like they would just be, every butterfly was so beautiful. And there was at least 20 different kinds yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah. And then some would just live with me. They were like hanging out around my spot. Mm -hmm. The orange ones with black, I'd put out my orange uh, dry bag and they'd love to come like land on it. So this one hung out and have an orange party. I got to watch, uh, uh, I don't know, it was a praying mantis that was probably, I didn't you know, see 68 anyone. inches tall. I've never seen that. That's big. <laughs> and it was going after the lizards. 
<laughs> that's, that's, so you know those little lizards that are all over inside eating the bugs because they're all inside your tambo because you can't keep them out i like lizards yeah it, it was it was going after those grabbing them and picking them up and, and was, eating them oh yeah oh yeah biting on them that's and then i got to see two lizards mating yeah that was interesting because so, it was right above my head i saw two cockroaches my my table's that. there right and i got my candle going and in the roof, I always hear this rustling. I don't ever know what it is, but you know, as long as the roof holds, we're good. Because if that caves in, I don't know what's coming down. Snakes and whatever, rats and spiders and Bats. Else, whatever's up in there. But there's this little spot where it's not covered. Yeah. And this lizard, I don't know about that long, comes out, right? Yeah. And sits right above my head. Oh. On the ceiling. Like, God, I hope your feet work. Don't fall on me. And then another one comes out, and then they started mating there. Right above you. Right above me. Yep. And I'm just Did you? <laughs> well, I, no, I watched. But, you know, it, it, hey, it was more like watching National Geographic. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like animal porn. No. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't any of that weird but stuff. What'd you, but what did you experience from that? Like, what did you get out of that? Um, just watching how they, you know, it's like hmm, most animals do do it that way. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They were stuck together walking around. Yeah. Was pretty, that was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, it's like oh, I did not. I well, I just you know, I don't know what I thought. I know chickens lay eggs, and the rooster sits on the egg, and that's how you do it. Yeah, but this seemed to be not that. No, although they will start as eggs, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, cause, yeah, cause yeah. So amphibious. she'll lay eggs, but the male inseminates her, and then she makes eggs. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, it was kind of you know, it was just interesting. I mean, you know, what else are you gonna do? You're sitting. I think that's how chickens do it too. Actually, do 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 do. Just sitting in the dark in the jungle. Yeah. Too dark to read, and you don't really want to do that at night because then all the bugs get around your face. Right. I had strategies for that. Yeah. But just allowing that central nervous system to completely calm down, and then it's kind of like you just surrender and let whatever is in you arise. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you've got nothing but space around you, no one to talk to about it, which I, I know that makes a lot of people, you know, that would concern a lot of people, but it doesn't because, because your central nervous system is calmed down. It's like when you broadcast out whatever kind of thing you're dealing with, the answers come flooding in. It's like there's nothing blocking them. Mm-hmm. It's just, are you going to accept them? Are you going to accept them even though some of the things you might have to do to follow that will be difficult? frightening uh risk taking mm-hmm. you know and yeah. really even yeah. looking at all of that you know just to see that oh you know what we consider to be unsafe could be the safest thing for your soul there is and to know what that is and yeah. so you're not listening to the drone of other people trying to navigate your path for you because <laughs> that's not going to work it's never a good idea. Right. So you get more insight into how you should be walking in your own life. And yeah. what is your, I wouldn't say regiment, but what works for you? What food-wise, what works for you? Um, getting your body exercised and getting that excess off of it so you're not so lethargic. You know, how much is that going to require? And, and really start looking at like, okay, so you got like some inflammation in one of your organs and you feel it. Okay, figure that out mm-hmm. you know and, and really starting in a dieta with any of that you're eating rice and potatoes that's the most neutral food there is so yeah. whatever that thing is which you know enrique would see at a ceremony prior to going into dieta anyway the plan he gives you will work on that mm-hmm. right and you won't be in the way yeah right 
And, it, and it's interesting that, you know, like as an organ's getting cleaned out, it really correlates to an aspect or a, I wouldn't say an aspect, a, a fragment, <laughs> maybe not even that, a part of your being is, is that you call being, it's portions of each of the organs, Right, so some of them are like more emotional, some of them are more rational, reasonable. Some of them are just like, what energy are you dealing with? You know what I mean? Or mm -hmm. do you have any? You know what I mean? Yeah, Cause and where, I, where do you get it stuck inside of yourself? Yeah. And that really just gets stuck in organs and tissues mm -hmm. and plate. I mean, for reals, it mm -hmm. really does. So when it works out, it's like whatever the issue around that is, it, it, it shows itself to you through the thinking, through the feeling, through the central nervous system, right. through the, the organ that's feeling it at the same time. And then like through a whole understanding process of how you're either, you know, choosing something that isn't good for you. I mean, let's just put it lightly um, and how to actually make that change, you know, and yeah. then, you know, coming out of that, it's like what, add back you know after a dieta you just add back what your thing is slowly and see how it affects you yeah. right and then you make your alterations you you acknowledge that oh yeah i eat this and this is what happens <laughs> or you know if i had too much of this and uh, too much of that you know what i mean to really get like dialed into what that discipline is yeah if you try to come back to your regular diet too fast it hurts <laughs> Bad. and so and so i've gone like to the edge on some things like, oh that was too much oil that day and it's like oh right. yeah. or too much coffee or yeah you and, it, and you just feel, can feel it again and you're like okay yeah what's this really do to my body right. yeah and then you know it's like because you don't really look at that so much in the jungle it's when you come home you know and then it's like your world around you is what it was before you left you could just jump right back in <laughs> and just join, get back into that cycle but to bring what you learned into it you're it's not that you're ending anything. You're putting changes in the cycle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're kind of implementing what you did out there. And that to me is like... Yeah, if you just come back and be the same person, what was the point? Right, right. It's just a long time. And it's also not like I'm a different person. It's just like... No, you're the same person. Same person, just a little bit less coding. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a little shinier, not so shaded. Yeah. And you, you know, the more life. comfortable to be yourself. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I, to me, I always look at it, it's like, I think what everybody actually wants is a, an abundance of life force, mm -hmm. right? And that's that should to me. I I've never in all my living, I've never found anything more worthwhile of my time than oh, this life force. If I remove the shit layer of myself. I have more room for life force, which is actually an increase in energetic presence and well-being. Which is what is always asked for in ceremony. Right. Which is the whole thing you were saying before. And I was going to say, I remember, it's that. But it's always that. Mm -hmm. yeah. We, uh, yeah. We ask for energetic presence and well-being. What else is it asked for? Right. Courage, strength. Okay. And stamina. <laughs> well, because, you know, life is, as much as we're trying to, like, dampen it and make it safe, it's not safe. It's never going to be safe. Thankfully, you, if it was safe, it was predetermined. Then. Yeah, yeah. I but, mean, because you're it, in a habit trail. Yeah, I mean, if you just sit in your body. apartment, you're not really alive, so you don't. Yeah, you're not noticed. The safer you get, the more confined you are. Right. Right. The more restricted you are. Well, the more just in in. And the more lack of life experiences you have. 
Yeah, it almost seems like you um, get to a point where you're, uh, what's the word? Um, unnecessary. <laughs> because you're so safe, you're not actually creating anything in the world that's of value. No, no, you're just, you know. You are stamping the stamp on the stamp place. Uh-huh. And going stamping. home and turning on your television. And then. And sitting there all night. Yeah, while you're entertained. Uh-huh. And then when you go to work, you talk about what you watched on TV last night. You do. You do that day after day, you're safe. And well, if you put all of that and then put it inside of a suburban confine too, it makes it a little extra safer. Yeah. And I bust on suburbia a lot. And I. Oh, you have every right to. And I grew up in suburbia too. And I I know and I get it. And I've lived there. It's horrible. But but it's not really designed for the well being of humans or community. So me and my ex wife, Jennifer. The mother of my two Go daughters. Go tell Bo to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Bo's barking his brains out. Bo, Bo was quietly in the podcast. Now he's like... Now he's just barking because he's, he's weird. Bob Barker. But me and my ex-wife, the, da- the, the mother of my two daughters, we were living in California and we were getting ready to move out here. So mm-hmm. we stayed at her parents' house for like a month just to save up enough money to get the hell out of there. Which, you know, by the time we left, we had a hunt. Yeah, I told the story. Yeah. But it's not much. Yeah, not it's much. A modest amount. Yeah, a mo- very modest amount. And uh, but I remember where her parents lived was in, you know, the Burbs. Mm-hmm. We lived in an apartment on right on the edge of Laguna Beach Canyon before mm-hmm. we packed that up. And you know, there wasn't really much going on there at the time. Now there's freeways around. I'm sure. Everything else, but back then it was really nice and quiet. And we were the back apartment, so we go in. You know, and the people there, our age, cool. You know, yeah. it just felt. When you were younger, it felt cool. I don't know. But anyway, we moved in with them for that month. And I remember walking the neighborhood in the burbs. Yeah. And I was just looking at a house. You know, I've had, I had, like I said, I had this when I was young. I would look at it and I could feel what was going on in it. And, and that was a good thing or is it a dark most thing? Most of it, most of it was, I would say most of it was, eh. Okay. Um, but there were more than, hey. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, you could feel this kind of like heaviness. tension, heaviness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I could just feel it oozing out of the house. And then when I had, I had a couple service jobs where I'd go into people's houses, right? Yeah. Many of them, all through. Oh my God. So I'm going in and out of these suburban homes looking at these people, right? Sometimes their kids were there. Sometimes the wife was there. Sometimes the husband was there. Sometimes the whole family's there. And you'd walk in, and I, it was weird. It's like I could feel the house. All the energy in it, the interactions. I mean, it was just so obvious. <laughs> and a lot of those were sketchy at best. Yeah. Like, it, it seemed okay. From the outside. But you know that, God, at any minute, someone's getting their head torn off after you leave. Because this person is just... I, I had one where I walked in and I had to d- repair a little timer that this guy had inside of the closet of his house. And he was uh, ex-army guy. Or I don't know, maybe he was still in it. I didn't ask that many questions. But I go into his house. He answers it. He's got a gun in his hand, right? And he's hmm. rubbing his head with it kind of thing. Oh, no. Right? And I looked at him. I said, hey, I just need to come in and fix that for you. He's like, oh, yeah, come on in. So I come in. He goes and sits down. You know, the, there's like the, the the closet this little box is in. It's like right here. And then his couch is here. And he goes and sits on his couch. There's guns on the table. And he's rubbing his head with them. Right. And getting like this dude's he's getting close. 
yeah, he's getting close to popping. He's looking at me in there, and I'm just kind of keeping my eye on him and the thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wow. I can't believe you went in there. So like, today doesn't seem like a good day for you. You know, it, it's interesting because I, you know, I, I'm going to be present. This yeah. is going to be my best defense and aware. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, you open yourself up to, you get to feel this guy's world in a way that, just talking to him would not reveal. Right. Just knowing his name and what he did and, you know, kind of car he drives and what he likes. No, no, no. When you walk into a house of someone who's possibly going to either going to commit suicide or homicide. Or both. Or both. There's a vibe that to that. There's definitely a vibe to that. And he was dark as shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I... Do you talk to him at all after that or just kind of get out of there after you're done? You know, it took a few minutes because he, he kept wanting to talk. You know, and I was obliging it mm-hmm. more because I could, you know, you, you, if you have courage, you won't just feel your fear of the situation. You'll get beyond your fear of it and see, oh, shit, this guy's seen some shit and probably, you know, seemed like he had lost his wife. I didn't know whether that was the case or not, but yeah. it just seemed that way, mm-hmm. that his family's gone and because he can't manage himself. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of PTSD sitting yeah. there in front oh, yeah. of me. And and so I could, I kind of access that. Mm-hmm. Not the, your threat, you got a gun, hey, what the fuck. Right, not the fear part no, for you. No, no, just kind of, you know, and, and I know there's some people out there who wouldn't consider me compassion, me to be compassionate. <laughs> I find myself to be extremely compassionate. I did you. you know, and if someone is coming to me with like real issues that are deep in their core, I'm right there for you. It's the people that come with these falsified notions of what spirituality is and what's real about it. And, you know, and seeing that they are just kind of surfing the surface and them bringing things to me, it's like, yeah, I'm not engaging you. Yeah. There's just no, I don't want to go speak about your cloudy little, you know, pipe dreams of rainbows and unicorns. I don't. I like reality. What, you know, and which reality? Uh, you know, the one my energetic presence is inside of one that your body's experiencing yeah exactly exactly to really be here and see if i can bring some of what i find from that great beyond into this Mm -hmm. you know and and, because i always you know there's always that notion that to escape it's like you always end up where you start from it's just kind of how it is you know and if you if people really understood that they probably take better care of this place because you're going to probably end up back here at some point it's it's your point of orientation outside of a womb in another well truly in another womb but it's like it's a whole it's it's this whole thing it's a whole thing <laughs> you know what i mean it's yeah, not yeah. it's not just like you live you die and no there's a lot of in between and and choice and what you do in that in between and right and if you remain conscious right yeah and access like how all this gets put together inside of you You've, to really mm-hmm. understand like what you're using as a motivator, what you're pulling on, what thread from space you're pulling on to motivate you. It might not be the right one. To really be able to look at that, you know, to me that was a great time in the jungle, is to be able to look at how do you combine energy to communicate to another in a genuine way, right? And mm-hmm. and what thoughts need to be with that? What What... You know, for lack of a better word, what sales pitch needs to go with this? Not really a sales pitch, but, you know, what's going to open the door 
for this interaction on an energetic level with somebody. Okay. Well, right? So a commonality, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we've got several of them that when we're in, you know, when we're next to each other and communicating with those people face to face, there is no end of that pretense from the outside. It is just heart to heart, being to being. There might be some identity kind of putting some, you know, little script around it, but that's never the most important thing. Right. Right. That connection, that camaraderie. It's not the thought, it's the feeling. Yeah. You know, to me, I have camaraderie with men and women. Yeah, of course. You know, there's, there's, we get to, we get to know some very strong women in this. Yeah. My life is so much better for them to be in my life. Dude, it's so cool to see them and to, you know, and have them feel like they're dignified here. Have them feel like they're safe here and that this isn't, this isn't like a pickup place for new agers. It's not a new age dating club. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then when we put those trips together that to go down into Peru and do that deeper work, you know, that same you're, you're rolling with common people so we, you know just, just i mean i think i can speak for you and i think i can speak for isaac we have no agenda with anyone <laughs> not really there are people that show a vast interest in in what we do and in wanting to participate at some level here yeah and you know we pretty much let them in as far as they, you know well go and and not respectful in it all well you know there's it and to me it's like you know i've trashed new like spiritual or new age or communities in the past on this podcast. And I'm I'm not changing my mind on that (laughs) just so you know, but it's like for a community to really thrive, there can't, you don't just, you can't just show up to it and, you know, and see it go. I want to be a part of this and then ask what you need to be doing. It's like, if you really want to be there, you look at the spaces in between where it could use some talent, some attention, and pick that up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that sometimes that just aligns very amazingly. Yeah. And, then, yeah, yeah. and actually, it's interesting because Andrea was up here just this last couple of weekends ago, whenever it was, and she said something about building community here. I was like, hold on. <laughs> that didn't it didn't hit right. I, like, I said, I'm not sure that's exactly what I'm involved in because... Right. There's not this desire to build, well, let's build an organization right. and here is the board of directors and then here's the regional man. It's like, whoa, 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 no. I just want some people around me that I consider friends that consider me a friend and we're kind of doing some cool stuff together and it keeps getting cooler mm-hmm. and there's not really an end point. I mean, there's, we want to build something cool here and keep growing it and want it going for a very long time. Right. I mean, we've but there's not like this set. We we're really building this for... The next generation yeah, of people we, who want to be uh, going up. The vision up. is much farther than either one of our lifestyle, right. life, lifetimes. Right. I mean, and as got, it should be. we got, what, 40 good years left? Me, 55, not 50, roll 60. roll dice on that. But, well, anyway. You know. 113. Nice. I figure I could make it to there. No, I don't want that. I do. God. God why not? I've worked so hard, man. Why would I not want to see the fruits of my labor? Take a break, and then you and Isaac talk. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know, it's it's important. But, you know, to bring presence to this life. It's like, you know, I, I, and I, I see it. I mean, I've experienced it where people don't really want to engage it. They want to kind of just leave me alone. I don't want to be bothered. It's like, be bothered until you're not bothered anymore. It's like, don't 
let other people's choices and other people's perceptions of the world really have that much impact on how you're going to be in it. You know, oh, so someone's acting shitty. That doesn't mean we have to act shitty, right? Uh, I mean, we can go, oh. I mean, and if you don't, if you have your central nervous system in a pretty safe place, <laughs> in, a, in a steady, calm, balanced place, you can look at somebody and instead of getting angry as to how they're being towards you, you can see what's going on inside of them. And that's a different path, right? Then you choose, okay, do I want to engage them? And, you know, and, and, and not, listen to this sales pitch over here do i really want to engage them or is this not something i should be doing you know and it's like and to me it's like i can be right in the throes of that i ask i'm asking it's like, should i be engaging this person and trying to you know they're kind of coming at me negative but i understand it's they got some emotional shit going on and a lot of other shit going on yeah. and i could engage them in that or you know what have a fight with them or walk away and it's like, I have to ask. It's like, is this one? And I have to wait until there's like, a, and it's not like waiting, waiting. But it's like, there's an impulse that says, no, leave this one alone. And this other one, yeah, engage him. See what you can do. Right. You got five minutes or so. A lot can get done in five minutes if, if it's meant to be. Right? And to me, it's like, I'm always, it's like, for me, any wisdom you get, you ask for it. Hmm. I mean, really, you ask yeah. for it. Right? It's like, uh, you know, that whole careful what you ask for. Yeah. <laughs> Red right there. Yeah, because yeah. you ask for it, and if you ask for it, there's no instability in spirit that's going to acknowledge that you might not mean what you say. Right? So if you're asking for enlightenment, yeah. if you're asking for the clearing of your central nervous system so you're not a nervous wreck, that you know you want to reclaim your energetic presence and consistently keep life force inside of you be animated be illuminated from within um if you ask for that and you don't really mean it that's it's going to be a turbulent ride and it's not going to be any less turbulent if it happens and you ask for it and you're committed to doing it but being committed to doing it is seeing your way through it right failing yourself just puts you in a whirlwind and, it, and until that tornado runs its course it's just going to do what it's going to do you know and it's like i don't think that approaching what's looking out of your eyeballs is really the smartest thing to do unless you're going to be committed to where it's going to what it's going to show you and not with your you determining what it is just letting this thing really to really learn from it as a you know a person that's active in a world to really learn from what's beating the heart looking out of the eyeballs illuminating everything you know and that the discipline that takes the courage that takes there's got to be a dedication to that you know so you go asking for those things well you're going to have to experience those things cuz you know the i don't think life spirit is going to put you through what it's going to put you through is going to prepare you for what you're moving towards. Yeah. And, and you have to kind of engage mm -hmm. that. And it's like, dude, well, how do you engage that? Trust? Trust is really just uh, confidence. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, not the confidence of a person trying to build themselves up. The confidence that what made you 
continues to make you even when you've done really fucked up things it still made you then and it continued to make you it's still making you now yeah it's mercy right so it's not looking to kill you but are you looking to be um out of balance are you looking to shatter i mean that's really something you got to figure out or are you looking to be healed and put back together assembled and back in the way that allows more life force in right which you allow more life force in you have more access to quote-unquote reality which is infinite yeah. you're right in all of its colors and glory and you start to kind of look around and they're all equally the same right and then there's the higher dimensions which are not the same they're the same they're not equal they're far superior because there's an interaction that's beyond this kind of manufactured, dreamed up identity we all kind of live with here. The imagined fears, I mean, all of it. All of the, uh, all of it, all of it. You know, and, the, and in order to hold that higher perspective, it's not what you believe, it's not even what you know. It's how much energy do you hold? and not leak yeah that's how, how harmonious are your organs working together right the sharpens presence right and then the sharper the presence the more it can look at what's a waste of energy and what is just a, a vacuum for it and close that up and then it's kind of uncomfortable to start containing more life force because it's going to open your eyes even further so you can see you know you might have cleaned up the mess in you and around you but when that illumination spreads out oh you have a mess out here too oh you might even have a mess out here too and out here too so every time that light gets brighter and expands over your territory more of your mess gets pointed out well and that just increases your responsibility and that's well, the yeah. thing that's so right, uncomfortable right, right exactly because but you have to do that but it's so much better mm-hmm but I still am working on it. <laughs> yeah. I, I find that so. what makes me feel best on a day-to-day basis is just doing what I'm responsible for. Yeah. Taking care of yeah. what needs to be done. You know, and it's not like you, I, I don't plan it. I just look around and go, okay, uh, today that firewood pile is getting small. Today I'm going to put more there. Today just kind of unfolded, like today actually. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. We did a lot of cool we stuff. got a lot done. Yeah. But it wasn't what I thought we were going to do. But it's like, oh, this is good too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Made a lot of progress. We did. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, after you've been, you know, being in close re- relations with people for more than five years, mm-hmm. and there's a strong friendship there, but really beyond friendship, there's a family bond there. It, it's amazing that pretty much up from that time forward all how more much more potent it all gets oh. how much more understanding happens how much more just miscommunication what's happened since stops i'm just thinking because i only have this perspective but the day i showed up things started changing uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah you brought a lot to this and it's been cool yeah yeah i mean really it's been selfish because it's just let me have a lot of awesome experiences and change my being in a deep profound way nothing wrong with being selfish as long as the uh, the ish you're being is with the right self yeah it's selfish <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm i'm getting there yeah being more for myself actually right which you know and really if you the thing that a human can give to another human that truly will help them it's never money 
It's never time. It's energy. That's what we exchange. Mm -hmm. That's what we live in. Mm -hmm. And we're just existing within. So, and that was one of the things in data I noticed. Like, it's so easy to live life as a thought. And God, I'd say most of my life I've done that for damn sure. So I'm... My 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 life is a thought about what I'm seeing, and and it's not even seen. I'm seeing a thing, but then I'm thinking a thing, and it's the thing that I'm thinking that I'm experiencing this life with, and to actually drop all that, and 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 I'd have to do it and sitting on my front stuffs of my tambo, I'd be like, I'm looking at the jungle. And I'm like, why am I looking at the jungle? I want to see the jungle, and, and then then realize that you're in that you're part of the jungle. Like this neighborhood has welcomed you in, and you're part of it, and. When the monkey started throwing little acorns at me, about 100, 150 of them, I really felt like I was there with them and laughing my ass off and trying to get them to hit me. They missed me every time. All the palm trees got in the way. <laughs> but it was like, oh, shit, I am part of nature here. Mm-hmm. And not thinking about it, but being just laughing my ass off. Yeah, you know, like things just coming <laughs> in and, hey, how's it going? It's like, oh, hi. Yeah. Yeah. And the bird, all the birds, they had different times of days, and they would just go off like clockwork. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard people say that, you know, when they come back from doing stuff like that, Peru, Tietas or ayahuasca ceremonies, they get back to the States, it's like a rupture. That wasn't the case for me mm-hmm. at all. It was like, oh, you know, you you carry your own, um, how would I put it, your own awareness in the world. You don't carry theirs. Right. You're living in whatever presence you choose mm-hmm. at whatever mm-hmm. level you can manage. Yeah. And then you're walking through a sea of whatever. And you're and, and you're noticing it like, wow, what airports are. I really think Meowwolf should do an airport because they're all, they're so close already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's so close to a weird authoritarian manufactured simulation of what humanity really ought to be <laughs> it's just a strange ass place <laughs> yeah, you try to try to move through and get to somewhere else mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but to really you know lighten up this be the being to let it become what it is you know it's, it's i i do i do actually back to what i had said i really do think that what people are looking for and wanting more than anything, mm-hmm. it's not happiness. It's not satisfaction. It's not even really love. It's energetic presence and well-being, because from those, you're strong enough to accept all those things. Right. Even the challenge of your desires, you can accept those. You can weigh. You can see them clearly. You're not going to be some foggy thing you go running into and smack into a tree. You'll you'll see the clear path of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and to really work on that level is like that's that's profound, because you don't start walking in the wrong direction because anytime you do that, you've got to make adjustments and sometimes those adjustments are a longer route more often than not, you know, and, and why, well, I didn't realize which way to go. It's like, right. It's time to realize which way to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and you don't do that unless you have not even belief or understanding. You have to have the energy to do so. Right. And to really see that on a, on a deeper level than just saying it is, is pretty profound. Hey, yeah, this is not about throw your energy to everything. It's like, well, how do you stop throwing energy to things? One, don't have an opinion about anything. <laughs> Try to keep your opinions down. 
and mm-hmm. you know and when you make decisions just carry if you're an adult you just carry out your decision you don't have to really inform anyone right and no. and if there's people involved you need to obviously you do yeah. but you don't t- go talking about it you just do it and then they see the end result well it's right. better for them to see the end result than to try to convince you otherwise especially if that result is good well typically the good ideas nobody else likes it's like, well, that's a crazy idea. You have a successful career. Mm-hmm. Why would you throw that all away to go to this harebrained idea you got? Because that's what my soul wants to do. You know, and how many of this? How many relationships that people have are based on? Hey, don't, don't, don't go into that higher state with more light to see more. Don't do that because you could us. jeopardize us. Yeah, yeah. And how many like relationships are built on that? Like a false pretense of things. And it, I mean, it really I think, is. I think, yeah, and I think you know what I've noticed in relationship is that a lot of childhood stuff comes up, and everybody brings their own childhood mess, whatever that is, and it gets and it gets real triggered in, in relationship because, hey, it you want to deal with this? Life keeps giving like here's this thing, here's this thing. What are you gonna do? The same thing again? Oh, that's interesting. I always notice that when we take those trips to the jungle, and it's all male. Or ninety nine percent. It was just Angela last time. Yes, yeah, she went to Tambo. She's like, I'm out. I'm gonna go be in the Tambo. So she did, you know, a short D out of that second time. Yeah. But all the guys are, yeah. It's like, you know, and to me, it's like that. I think that's, you know, because I look at that. It's like, you know, all the interactions I have with people. So when we're down at Santuario, right, mm-hmm. and there's been a nice ceremony the next day, most of the dudes are hanging out in the kitchen area, and you know, in the hammocks talking and yeah. kind of presenting themselves some of them being peacocks when you go in there and engage them to calm that kind of in, entitlement aspect to themselves way the hell down challenge it mm-hmm. got nowhere to go got nothing else to do and and just go after those younger guys right i mean there was a few of them last time the narcissist well, right yeah. and then the 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 one that kept getting that funny look on his face when i said so you know you think you're think you understand what i understand i said but do you understand you're 33 i'm 53 yeah i said i've been 33 you haven't been 53 and he didn't like that that was age got to do with it a whole hell of a lot yeah a whole hell of a lot and and not just to be condescending like i'm the elder and i know more because of one of the don't um no but if you truly have integrity in what you're presenting then it should be able to withstand a challenge. Right. You know what I mean? And, and I think that was, it wasn't like beating anybody down. So, no. hey, just noticing, you might want to take notice of this. Yeah. Because it might be useful to your You real, might be bullshitting life. and yeah. you don't even know it. Yeah. And you might be doing it out of habit because you think it's going to bring you something, but it's ridiculous in the jungle because there's nothing around here for you to get other than another cup of ayahuasca so you can puke that shit you're presenting here now into that bucket and you're not going to leave with this chip on your shoulder you're walking around here with. You know what I mean? I do. And and maybe the kitchen, it's easier to do that when you're in Tambo by yourself. It's like, I'm trying to be this by myself. That's a lot of (laughs) effort. You know, it's like, I'm not a stockbroker out here. I'm not a hedge fund manager out here. I'm a dude, and there's crocodile snakes and spiders and shit all over the place, and I'm flesh. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're, you're dinner for most of what's out there. You're edible, at least. The the mosquitoes prove that. If you pass out in the dirt, you're going to probably wake up with some chunks taken out of you from all kinds of things. The ants, the big black ants. Oh, my God, dude, those are so scary. Did you see the ones that were like, they almost, I don't know how to 
explain it other than they were thin up top and they got real fat in the back end. And it was almost like a triangle. I don't know. Those came in because my sandals. Are those the flying ones? I, they weren't flying. Okay. I had my sandals, yeah. which were kind of jungly. Yeah. And they liked them. Oh. And so I woke, I had them by my bed one night and I had to get up to pee. And I looked out and there's thousands of them. And they're they're <laughs> like an inch, an inch long. Probably, I don't know, uh, five eighths of an inch thick. I was like, man, these guys. And they had teeth. They barked and you know, we have we have slightly different <laughs> like even though we were just hundreds of yards from each other there's there Ecosystems. was microclimates yeah. for each place actually yeah, yeah. different sort of for, flora and fauna mm-hmm. <laughs> mine had big butterflies you know the size of your head butterflies I really nice butterflies the, the butterflies like my sandals so it's I, amazing I, how many different kinds there are there yeah they're so it's amazing so, many. so beautiful yeah yeah Colorado we got like four or five I we probably have more we start paying attention. We yeah. need to go sit in the Tampa in Colorado. Yeah, we just got to sit on a mountain and just watch. <laughs> Here, you know, a Tambo can't really be a mosquito net. No, no. Because there's bears and there's mountain well, lions we'll and there's coyotes. Log cabinets with wood stoves. Kind of uh-huh. like Molokas here aren't the same as Molokas in right. the jungle either. <laughs> you got to have snow load and cold oh, yeah. weather. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jungle, you don't need any of that. You just get a thatched roof. But hey, you know, <laughs> I think you're, <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. You know, kind of adapt to your climate, you know, and really it's interesting that, you know, just a side note of all that is when you sit in the jungle and ceremony, it's really not that much different than sitting in the mountains. I mean, there's, there's aspects in the jungle. There's the sounds for sure. So it's a different environment. There's the heat, but the strength of the, the spirit of that landscape is just as poignant. Yeah, yeah, we t- you talk a lot about landscapes mm-hmm. and ceremony and stuff yeah, yeah, too, yeah. and we call them in, right? And yeah, almost every time. Mm-hmm. And there's something about those that they do. They you'll notice the people of a landscape of a certain cultural. There's something about them that's different. The people, like you say, people from the desert are going to be different from people from the Arctic regions, right? 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 Like vastly, because the environment demands it. Well, I've always it's always been my understanding. I want to call it that my understanding it's not my belief it's my understanding that um how would i put this that a culture human beings carry it out but there's a spirit of each landscape Mm -hmm. that really encourages them to do so i mean you know and to get in a more mystical side of that is like with the Lakota. You guys are online right now. Uh oh. No. No, we're good. You knew it this. It keeps cutting out. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's because our thing is pointed down, not at the house. I even tried connecting to the main one. It's not working, but we are still going. Okay. Yeah, but well, so this will be on Spotify. So yeah, yeah. people yeah. tonight just kind of miss out, but yeah, we'll still can... carry on. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Angela. All right. So we're <laughs> off there. Okay. Well, that well, is what it is. We're filming. We're going. Yeah, but um, so you know the the culture is kind of created by the spirits of that landscape, mm-hmm. kind of influenced, right? And there's like different aspects of of traveling and ceremony where you get into different locations where your the presence of the mountains, as strong as that is, may not apply here. 
like in a like when you get into like a vastness that you just kind of look across and you can't really see it's just eternity that's a good place to call in a desert spirit because mm-hmm. it's a vast mystery the life is subtle it can help you navigate that and then when you got like life all around you like swerving around that's the that jungle spirit mm-hmm. knows how to navigate how that all communicates and interacts on a way that's not so chaotic in the mountains boom it's just like you couldn't feel safer that they it's almost like they're these giant protectors earth touching sky mm-hmm. those sentinels just kind of sitting around you so i've always found that the the ceremonial environment in the mountains is strong space right in the desert it's kind of loose and fluctuates like with the wind and the sand mm-hmm. ephemeral yeah and then in the jungle it is just full-blown every living thing that you could imagine is just surrounding you yeah i think also the pacific northwest you know with the huge mycelium underneath mm-hmm. these huge mm-hmm. portions of oregon and washington it's like it's, there's something very different about that yeah I, I, yeah and you find that these dimensions within the medicine world that you go into they kind of correlate with each landscape. Yeah, down down on the ranch in Texas, it was coastal plains with right. oak trees and right. groves, and that was a whole other thing too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of you you kind of get to that that place where you actually understand the, the landscape you're in, mm-hmm. and you understand how those interact, you know, and how you can bring different elements to things. It's kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's a subtlety that's only caught. If the mind isn't busy. Yeah. Right. You have to be like looking at the world, not pretending you know exactly what you're seeing, allowing yourself to be, you know, it's like be like a child, but don't be childish. Mm-hmm. Right. But to have that, I don't know. It's weird. It's like as people get older, they get hardened and they're, oh, that's what this is. It's nothing else but this. Certainty. And that's, that is, yeah, their certainty becomes so concrete that there's no penetrating it. There's no not open, one way there's or no opening other. for life to be different than you think it is. Right. Not even for anybody, even for them looking out. Right. It's like there's, you're just looking out through goggles, filters. And this, things are changing quickly. Mm-hmm. If you're not paying attention and you're just believing that it is as it was, that may be dangerous. Right. Yeah. Most likely it is. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's kind of try to navigate life a little differently mm-hmm. to where you take it seriously mm-hmm. that each of your experiences is minute as they might seem there's probably something in there you're missing if you're not clear mm-hmm. and if your next step is iffy there's probably something present you're not seeing correctly that's why it's good to have friends that point such things out mm-hmm. you know or it's good to have friends that can actually see clearly enough to point it out that's because again that's, you got that issue of yeah sometimes your friends entice you back into the cell that you know them in right you you are this to us so you must remain this mm-hmm. to us or else mm-hmm. well, we know a like, couple people well, going through that right now right? we do <laughs> you know, that whole college experience and, and suddenly now even you... the college click from i mean geez i know people in their 50s now that are still hanging with the same 12 college friends mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they don't have anything in common <laughs> Well, something. It's their alma mater in the year they graduated, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, those aren't really real connections. Well, maybe, but that seems limiting. 
most of them I've seen, you know, like our friend that's dealing with it. It's like all her friends are kind of turning on her. Like, why don't you live in the suburbs and have a husband that you just trap to make sure that he doesn't leave and he continues to pay everything and have a couple of kids and just put together a nice house and just, why can't you do that? Yeah. You drink, you drink medicine. You know, you're only supposed to do that once, right? Be normal. Yeah. Come, come back to your ex-boyfriend that we're all friends with. So you can be part of our clique. So you can again. be part of our clique again. It's like, yo, whoa, are the, are those friends? I mean, when we had that conversation, it's like you, you call them friends. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I would call them people I, I have an acquaintance with. So I don't know if I go much further than that. If they can't know you well enough to see you as you, instead of making up all kinds of things you need to do then yeah that's probably not someone who knows you very well because if someone's consistently thinking about what you need to do how do they know you hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. why are you assuming the other person's wrong just because they're different and why would you assume that your thoughts about what they need to do differently actually applies to their life yeah because it may not at all it might yeah. be a complete intrusion you know what I mean? I'm very well, because I often am the intruder. Yeah, yeah, and that could be a Trojan horse, right? With clones of, of you know, Mr. Tabor. Yeah. Mr. Tabor could clones be, all jumping out could at be you. Cha- could be challenging. <laughs> you guys have to talk for a minute, because ah, it's my turn. Okay. Well, Isaac, I will, and I'll be nice to Isaac, because I've heard online that I'm not so nice to Isaac sometimes. You know, Isaac is, you know, Isaac. Well, hello. Isaac, I'm Isaac is, you're as nice to Isaac as Isaac is to himself. Yeah. I, I help expand expand his expand his range of mirth <laughs> or acceptance or something. What do you what do you, what would you call it, Isaac? Wait wait. Say ask, it. ask him what was going on when he came in today. Why he was gloomy? Why are you gloomy today, Isaac? What's what's wrong? Uh, I feel like I'm dealing with a 450 pound NFL player that's uh, like guarding my heart. So your heart. Yeah, I've been trying to learn more about love. Huh. Yeah. What have you learned so far that's new? Well, I've been really diving into, like, uh, this guy, Meister Eckhart. He's, like, an old, like, I think he was, like, the 1200s, uh, a Christian mystic. Okay. I've never heard of him. Yeah, he's got some profound stuff, but it's a lot of, like, God is in everything, which makes it no thing. And like, so if you want to get closer to God, you become nothing. Hmm. It's a, it's weird. There's a lot of parallels to like uh, Carlos Castaneda's books and like mm-hmm. a lot of what Don Juan says, just different vocabulary flavor, but. Interesting. Yeah. What have you been doing to change your life around that new insight? Oh man, that's a tricky one. Just, I guess one thing I've been saying in my head is mercy. Yeah. Yeah. For self? Uh, I don't know, man. Because I feel like, or for yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much I want to dive into this because right. I'm still. I'm <laughs> a, see, it. I'm a provocateur. <laughs> I will just keep diving. So, but I respect your, your privacy. Yeah. Well, sure. it's well. Okay. Here's another thing. The and Chris is coming back in too. So, uh, the pearl of great price. So no, no, no. Yeah. It's a Jesus parable. Uh, okay, well, tell us more. So supposedly, right, if you this, there's this pearl that represents like having your soul aligned with God in your body. And that's like the pearl of great price, but you have to give everything up for it. Mm. What's everything? 
everything is thoughts in your head, ideas about what reality is, about what you're supposed to do, about who you are, about what you should be doing, about what you're not is everything doing. The, could everything also be the explanation of all the things you shouldn't do? Yeah, that's part of it for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because the minute you introduce a thought around what it takes, you're just doing the same thing over again. Yeah, yeah, you are. I mean, it's it's ultimately a letting go. Yeah. No, that's... It's like until you feel like you're unraveling. Right? All yeah. that is is just knots coming loose. Right? And then you can do all kinds of crazy things. Like, you know, raise your blood sugar and... <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it's again, I've said this before, that space. Yeah. You're in it now. There you go. Yeah. yeah. You won't remember that. No. You you it's 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 interesting cuz when you're in a higher state, that's not an experience. That's you being you. You can't remember yourself. That's there have to be a self to remember that's not you. That's not gonna happen. Yeah. You know, it's like Alan Watts would put it. Trying to do that is like a knife trying to cut itself. Good luck. Yeah, it's not gonna work. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's too connected. I've experienced that with the Ikaros lately. Mm -hmm. Like I've been like walking through the landscapes and I'll feel Ikaros come in. And if it's like a true one from my heart, it comes and it, it's i'm there with it mm -hmm. and then i can't remember anything about it or the state it put you in yeah yeah because when you're again when you're in those higher states that's not an experience it's just you only being... remember what you experience you don't remember you right yeah. so that's why it's so hard to stay there because what we sustain reality with is our thoughts about reality but that presence that you go into in those higher states that's just you being you. Yeah. So there's no conflict with reality. So there's no way to really remember it if you're going to go back to the thinking mind, which the thinking mind is highly hypnotic. Oh, yeah. The highly, highly influential <laughs> and extremely addictive. Yeah. And to understand this beyond any doubt, to truly understand this, that, okay, you are here present and there's a thousand things inviting you to not be. Which one's worth your presence? Only one thing. Being present. Yeah. Right? So you can, you learn how to see things and say no before you energetically connect with it and find yourself obligated. Yeah. You know, it's like people, I, I there's some, there's people I know that will make plans with other people and then day comes to do it. They don't want to do it. I'm like, then why'd you make the plan? Well, I wanted to then. So then maybe you should be a spontaneous person. Like, Hey, you want to do this this afternoon instead of setting it to the future when you know, you're not going to be in yeah. the same place. Yeah. Right. So it's like in, in like with presence, it's like you don't sit down to get presence. You try to move everything out of the way. And then when presence descends on you, take a moment to be with it. And yeah, it might make you feel uncomfortable. It might make you feel shaky. You might get the sweats. You might get the chills. You might get all kinds of reactions. But you just sit with it. It might even take you to like, is this my last breath? This could be my last breath. <sighs> take a deeper breath and see if we can make another one happen. You know, kind of thing. And there's some of those too. Mm -hmm. You know, and just go through it. And you find that life's moving you through 
like all these little portals and wormholes and you, i mean are they pertinent to the life you live as a modern american in a market society no not necessarily but that doesn't mean it's not happening it's just your where your thoughts your thoughts are around what you're going to do in this world right is are your thoughts around being in this world or are they about what you're going to do in this world or what's being done in this world or what could happen in this world because that's not being in it it's being of it and that right there to be of it is to have your awareness totally consumed that your presence is involved in so much activity that it never unifies right here and gives you that concentrated life force to actually like peer into what ails you right. peer into your own body and see hmm, my kidneys feeling a little weird let's see what that is right and really just tune into that and see if you can kind of work it and you know and it's like the mind's gonna go well just do this and i'll take care of it it's like no 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 walk all paths like they're meant to be walked slowly right with with um What's the word? Um, firmness. One after the other. You know, with everything. And do it slowly. So you need to heal? Do it slowly. Slow down. You're not going to do it overnight anyway. Yeah. And your mind will just convince you you have. And you'll go back to behaviors you never wanted. So do it slowly. Pay attention. Walk slowly. It's like you... Well, again, why run through eternity? Where are you going? You're just running through eternity. You might as well walk. You're going to get there in the same amount of time anyway. <laughs> really? Yeah. You'll get there in the, exactly the same amount of time. It's hard to convince <laughs> Americans of that. I'm feeling my own resistance. <laughs> well, you know, I think part of what... I mean, the, I think the Eastern way of life and, you know, Zen Buddhism, all that stuff, it has its flaws too. Oh, I, I, yeah, I've seen them. And the West's flaw is it marginalizes a big chunk of its life that actually has meaning and they don't understand because of the western trick that that's actually what's going on is they're making things important that really aren't we're, and they're neglecting the things that are we're characters in a video game right essentially and it's like oh you're playing your character very well but also you're real right <laughs> right you know and it's like they're you know there's it's not like it's you having integrity, dignity, strength, health, that's not profitable. No, there's a lot of unprofitability in presence. Yeah. yeah <laughs> there's yeah, a lot yeah. of danger for authoritarian regimes if people are really present. It's, right. not, it's not good for them. And presence could actually be, I mean, you know, you could put it this way. Here's a, what's the word? Anyway. Metaphor. A metaphor. Yeah, a metaphor. Oh, that thanks. your presence could be spent as you giving attention to other things matter of fact it is mm -hmm. how many things are you giving attention to on a daily basis and how many of those things are repetitious from yesterday how many of those things are self degrading how many of those are like uh, uh invite to just do nothing how many of those are like um invites to sit on a phone for hours you know what I mean? To yeah, really look at where <laughs> these advice are coming from and whether you're going to say yes or no to them. Mm -hmm. Because it's not that you should always say no. When you say yes, know that you chose to say yes when you said yes. But when you're done, you're done. 
Yeah. You know so, what I mean? Yes. Yeah, so you you balance. Being present with what you're doing. Right. Right? And it's funny because it's like, there's a, I would watch podcast clips and I just, I'd, I find myself just kind of more interested in what's going on in within me and around me mm-hmm. than what's happening anywhere else. Because it's what I live. I live in what's around me. I don't live in, it's like, you know, the, the war zones. I don't, I don't live there. And I don't understand their conflict. I don't understand why they got such deep hatred for each other. I don't know. I don't know why. Well, I don't know why they can't just strings. get along. Yeah. I mean, you know, why they can't just be like Rodney King and let, can't we all just get along? I, I, I think, you know, the, you would have a better outcome trying to get along than you will just killing each other's children. That should, shit should have been over a long time ago. Yeah, I, I think there's some base level evilness that, well, that I don't, wants to perpetuate that. Do you know what I think creates evil? What? A refusal to mature. Yeah, that's definitely an impediment to it. Because, you know, when a kid messes around, it's not a big deal. But when that kid's 20 and messes around, that could be a really big deal. And if he gets to 40 without getting caught, his messing around could get freaking dangerous for everyone around him. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I see see that as an individual thing, but I see what's more likely happening is groupthink. That groupthink drives a lot of this. It's not not individuals acting independently of each other. It's people acting together in... Collaborative ways, some of which are good. Well, I mean, I I look at the school system, right? And it's like certain kids who are rejected, they actually end up forming like a a little group of all the rejects. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they're really any different than any other because they just express themselves in different ways. Mm -hmm. But they get this like isolation thing going on. And I've seen it, you know, I saw it going through school. It's like, oh, look at that. You know, it's that click thing it's it's like school teaches you how to judge each other and what group you should be part of and if no group accepts you you got to go to that group and that group feels the animosity of all the other groups it's, yeah and it just it's like it's, what it's are we doing here? To do that it's you're creating to, a lord of the flies environment it's designing graduate gra- gradations of types or qualities of people mm-hmm. and that what could not be degraded yeah. about that yeah and people carry that far into their adulthood and they do it in a specific way too. Like you have to be smart in the way we think is smart, and not creative. And we don't consider creativity to be smart. We, you have to know our shit exactly as we told you our shit. And if mm-hmm. you don't know our shit exactly as you told your shit, you're no good. Really, you're, you're really a slow learner. He's like, no, I can't take your shit. <laughs> when I was in high school, there was a kid, totally gothed out. I mean, goth like, nice. like over the line goth for yeah. most people, and nobody would talk to him. Yeah. You know, and, and I would, you know, I would go sit down next to him. Hey, how's it going? Probably one of the more interesting, nice people I met in high school was that guy. Hmm. And I was like, I, I just, I picked up on that quick. It's like, just because everybody likes that person doesn't make him a good person. Oh, no. And the ones that are actually carrying themselves with some authenticity and some integrity are usually the ones that those kinds of people who do clicks kind of shy away from mm-hmm. because it, it might be subconsciously they know they don't have any integrity and to be put to where you're seeing this person with integrity and you without it uh in the same view of people they might recognize that that you might be you might be the big jock and the you know the the prom king but you might be the most immature shit. little shit yeah. there ever was right not the actual person who's got genuine dignity and and, you know. and also with compassion a person gets that way through 
their family dynamics most often, mm-hmm. you know, so, and and not that because they were great because mm-hmm. they weren't great. Yeah. And I think, you know, the whole Western agreement, it's, it's like a unnoticed cult. Oh yeah. It really is an unnoticed cult. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, what is the thing that we all worship? Our thoughts. It's what we give the most attention to is our thoughts or other people's thoughts. And what are our thoughts about? Time, money. Right. Somewhere right, in there. Right. Sometimes <laughs> in our thoughts will be ourselves and a person we're having an argument with inside of our own head. Mm-hmm. And we get to play both parts. Mm-hmm. And then when we see that person, we can superimpose that on them as if what you had them saying in your head while you were pretending to be them is real. Right. And it, it might not be at all. You know, it's like, that's why I, I, I don't wave the white flag and surrender. That's not my thing. I just always keep the door open to something that's not threatening my life. Hmm. I mean, it could be disturbed. It's fine. It could be a little off. That's fine. I'm not going to shut the door to that because there's always that that ability to like help some see help someone see themselves out of some shadowy, shady shit. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I haven't found anything better to do than try to attempt to help people out of like a shady, shadowy life. Yeah, you've done a lot of work yourself. Yeah. What's it for? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's ultimately, well, I was always told that you know the third eye that everybody thinks is so mystical mm-hmm. that you should never open that unless it's of service. Because what else could it be? Right. And until you're an adult, you should be really careful with it. Because yeah. you could turn into quite a, um, a seductor or seductress right. or you know, however you want to put that. A person who... Jezebel loves to, it. Well, a person who wishes to, uh, let's see, provide energetic authority over another. <laughs> That's not going to serve anyone very well. No, I even find that, you know, in that setting, the only thing you should actually, like, maybe say to somebody is their behaviors in the in themselves you know what i mean not some esoteric shit yeah because usually that esoteric shit is tied to something quite simple in some kind of misfiring of their behavior and you know and just point that out hey did you notice this it's like and it may just be the the way that you've always done it because that's how you did it as a kid and you've just carried it forward it's your defense mechanism there was something that happened back then mm-hmm. you had to protect yourself mm-hmm. in some way and you had limited options because you're just a damn kid mm-hmm and whatever way you figured out, you just continue to do that defense mechanism for a good chunk of your life. And hey, I'm speaking about myself right here. Too. Well, yeah, that. And it's like, you know, there's a lot of people who say, I don't remember most of my childhood. It's because like, you made no room for it. Hmm. Or it was so hard. You've, your brain has actually blocked it out. And for self-protecting reasons, with well, the energetics of the It's not blocked remain. out. It's only blocked out from you being aware of it. It's, it's right. in the energy field. It's inside but, but the people body. Could tr- be so blocked, they truly don't remember it. Well, yeah, it, it I mean, can get that happen to me. You know? Yeah, yeah. I remember exactly. going, whoa, how come I don't remember any of this? And it's like, well, let me show you why. It's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, because it hurts too much. Well, that, and yeah, and there's guardians keeping certain memories from you. That's yeah. why capitulation can be really, recapitulation can be a really funky process because you could just be sitting there and all of a sudden, like this dark emotion envelops you and you have to go through some past experience. That shit can get raw. Yeah. Because you're like, why am I experiencing this right That capitulation is quite common in ceremony. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, hey, you didn't want to ever deal with this? Let's go ahead and deal with it now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't, I really think that all evil, its roots are in behaving like a child. Not being childlike, open, 
and welcoming and you know and not wanting to hurt anybody just like you don't want to get hurt just want to live your life kind of thing yeah but when it becomes childish and that universal code being sent by spirit itself right down to the planet time to grow up kids the minute you refuse that your shit's not going to go well no and you're going to be able to blame a lot of other people for that right and that's where the idea of evil probably even enters the scheme so i need to get ahead in order to get ahead i have to have an advantage how can i get that advantage hmm. maybe if i just had people believing i was better than i am that might give me some place right and i'll produce nothing but dog shit it's very enticing though uh-huh. and and pff, i tried it i was like hey i wonder i wonder people that lie seem to get ahead in life let me try that so i tried that for a while just lie right wow it was really fucking awful yeah and it, it took some time to actually figure like the trauma of it within myself is like it took some time to even sort that out it's like wow that really sucked and it, do i tell the truth all the time no we're human jesus mm-hmm. we're gonna say some shit sometimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh we're gonna kindness we're, compassion whatever mm-hmm. figure it out straighten it out as best you can within yourself and well, within others i think the way to really cement your way further into understanding of your own being like beyond you know just understanding like stepping into a true state of well-being How would I put this? You, well, I guess I would just say you watch your behaviors very, very closely, very, very closely and see where it's taking you from spirit and become cognizant of that and see where your presence is being enticed. Mm -hmm. Always see where your presence is being enticed. Whatever's enticing it, it's magnetizing towards it. It's trying to pull on it. Spirit doesn't usually do that. Hmm. Right? It so keeps it. It exists in this like realm of infinite possibility. It really does. And it just kind of fluctuates in there. And then as things come into focus, it engages whatever it focuses on. And you just watch the behavior. Or just follow that. Follow that. Follow that. And really try to trim reactions to that. So not taking things personally is a big part of that. And it's the so, biggest, probably one of the biggest parts yeah, of it. And, and phew, damn, I've had to really look at myself for that. We all have. Yeah. I mean, if we're, if we're going to actually be, quote unquote, enlightened, it's going to take a lot. I mean, that to me is, well, okay, if you want to be enlightened, I think you have to go through the lake of fire for purification. Which is dealing with your stuff. Yeah, and I'll tell you, if you go into the lake of fire, you're going to be illuminated. <laughs> Yeah, red hot iron. Red hot illuminated. <laughs> you know, but it's like, you know, there's so many things that, you know, are in that Bible that just, it, it's like when they talk about separating the wheat from the chaff, burning the dross off the perfect gem. That's really what, that's really what it is. I mean, as far as I know, this is not a, I feel better every day. This is, I spend a lot of years figuring out how I, choose to not be better every day or or hurt myself more however Mm self-destruction seeing the path of that until you've seen over the edge of that you'll always imagine that it's not it might be leading to where you want to go you have to see that then it starts and you're like 
okay, that's definitely not the place to go. And you kind of find that that is thought-based. It's ego-based. It's identity-based. It's taking things personally-based. It's having like desires that you can't control. It's having all that. Mm-hmm. Impulsive behaviors, all those things. You know, choosing a manic state so for so long that you're not going to have any energy left to do anything other than be depressed mm. and to go flopping back and forth. Just deflated. So yeah. you're a full yeah. balloon that you let all the air The spirit out. doesn't go out of balance like that. No. It just doesn't. It's emanating life force. It's always in balance. So if we have that clear connection to it, it's always emanating balance into us if we choose to participate at that level. And to be present, it's like you have to be present every moment. It's like, huh? It, no, not think about being present every moment. Yeah. being being <laughs> thinking is thinking yeah and you find that. that wow moments are not the same the scenery might seem the same but it it goes up in intensity at times it lowers in intensity at sometimes sometimes the energy is really high sometimes it's sitting in the middle sometimes it's low but you're just you're just part of it you're not going like this you're just kind of there but you know you're accessing it from one stable mm-hmm. point if that makes any sense when you're with spirit when spirit's really present in you as life force to a, an elevated degree that kind of puts a point there right this is a point of clarity of balance of of you know a focus point a focal point yeah a focal point that's that that's so clear about identity that spirit's actually peering through it you know it was like when I, like i said when i was down in the jungle it was like that last night we were there after ceremony mm-hmm. did ceremony and then we rested the next day but that night after ceremony i'm laying in bed right up in the cabin up there and i'm just laying there and i could hear spirit talking to me it's like i you need to understand there's one maestro and it's me it's like okay you can appreciate what i do through people but make sure your focus is on me i'll tell you what to do no one else needs to you follow the people that, you know, like with Enrique, mm-hmm. you do what he's, you know, when it comes to the plants, you do what he says. But when it comes to you doing your work where you do it in a different country that has a different culture, I'll tell you what to do because yeah. there's no bridge there. Right. And it was really interesting that, you know, to hear it say, I am the maestro, you do what I say. Right. And mm-hmm. really the, all of that, attention belongs on the spirit that's animating you now it may be the same spirit animating him but it's animating you differently so that's where the genuineness is going to be it's self it's back to self but not just for self it's self spirit through self right let spirit move through you so yeah Mm -hmm. that's the maestro it's 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 bringing in your responsibility of self to express spirit through you right and not let anybody say, well, you're doing it wrong. Right. And and maybe that's good feedback and take a look, but not that you're doing what other people tell you to do because they told you to do it. Right. You're taking taking note, but deciding for yourself. Yeah. I mean, if, if spirit puts something in front of you, you choose to do it, you're ignited. Mm-hmm. You choose not to, you're triggered. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, would you rather have the fuse lit and your ass shot forward or What's going have on? the bomb lit? You oh, I thought there was a problem up. I need to deal with. Oh, okay. No, it's just a dog. Okay. Probably wouldn't want to go back outside here in just another <coughs> second. Hmm. You know what I mean? I do. It's important to really get a grip on what, 
what ident what presence is, what identity is. Really look at the way you define these things, because mm-hmm. you know ultimately the the you you engage your world with doesn't know much about it. I think it's you know what I mean yeah yeah, and I think it's one of the things when people first come to ayahuasca, it's like, and then they have this experience of that through the plant to get it's kind of a gift of like hey there's more here than what you've thought Mm -hmm. it's it's baffling and 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 profound and and then you can kind of go back there but it's really like i'm just showing this to you so that when we leave (laughs) you go back to life you can also see how to find that yourself right right i don't feel like the plants have left me no, no. I would say that there's a more there's ways of intensity. Sure. So yeah, there's that. Like really fostering your relationship with the plant you're dieting. Mm-hmm. So you kind of go quiet to feel its subtleties. Mm-hmm. And instead of just like looking for its big power, you see its subtleties. You get to get a little more intimate with it. Yeah, ex- using words to explain any of it is very hard for me. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 yeah. It's, because, uh, and I almost don't want to, because it's like, oh, as soon as you put words to it, then you've labeled it, and now it's a thing that's inside this box of this label that you've put, and it's probably not that's. I'll always bigger. attempt to. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. It, it, to be of help to others. Well, yeah, truly, to to you know, because it's like when we're down in the, in the jungles, that first ceremony, you know, I, I let them know what goes on, you know, so they can be somewhat orientated. Who's this? Oh, oh just the, the groups we take down yeah, there. Yeah, okay. It's like so sure. when it's time for the Olympia, it's like yo. They're going to come for you. Sit the edge of your mat. Be present. That way when you're taken up to get your your healing, that you'll be fully present for it, not just woken up out of a stupor. Mm-hmm. Try to maintain yourself. And then, you know, when they come around to blow smoke and the soap blow, it's like, hey, sit at the edge of your mat, have your tobacco ready. Right? And it's like giving these pointers to people. And it's like, well, how do I, you know, I was fidgeting. It's try to sit still. So each night, you know, of ceremonies, it gets progressively stronger and stronger and stronger, mm-hmm. and everybody it can go deeper and deeper and deeper. That's a that's an important aspect of, of mm-hmm. that work, you know, and to be able to to speak to that. You know, I've always wanted to be able to speak as close to what could be beneficial as possible, mm-hmm. and not just for me, right, right, <laughs> more for other people, yeah, because it's like I. I'm not, I don't by any stretch consider myself any kind of master of anything, but I've been able to hold an energetic presence for a consistently long period of time Mm -hmm. that I kind of get, I get it. I I get it in a way that, so like when I go to talk to someone, I don't think about what I'm going to say. It's like, I can feel the soul reaching out. Mm -hmm. I'll speak to that. And then it can take whatever that is and give it to that person in the language they speak. You know what I mean? I, I do. And, and not just one-on-one, but also when you walk up to do a speaking engagement, you haven't prepared anything. Right. You're st- and I know this because I've been in all of them the last five years. And uh, and it's the same quality. It's like, what's here present now? Who's gathered here and what energies are they bringing? Let's, right, right. Let's talk right, about them. Right. Why not? Right. Yeah. But, but it takes bravery to do so. Mm-hmm. In a way, I mean, it's like, oh, I better have bullet points and notes and things. Yep. and even in this podcast, we don't know what the hell we're ever going to say anyway. You just engage, yeah. You just go full into engagement, which means you let go of your identity and you just let the streams of life move through you mm-hmm. and you speak to whatever that is. 
mm-hmm. you know, different things on your mind, different nights, different topics of podcasts. Inevitably, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and it's often something like we've talked about sometime in the last couple of days or something that'll bubble to the surface because it's just there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But you just, you know, my advice would be check in with your central nervous system. Yeah. Is it is it frazzling? Is it sounding like static? Is it is it getting zapped? Because if it is, you know, that could be like you're slow going, hey, 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 and not something you just need to go take a pill or for. And this or is this something. is a big thing you're hitting on quite a bit lately. Than I system because and- I saw it, I saw it so clearly. One of those nights that the plants took me into a ceremony, which was God, that was so incredible. It showed me that oh. And I kind of halfway knew it. I knew it subconsciously, but it really brought it to light that your presence requires your liver to be functioning properly, mm. right? That what brings a quality of presence and life force, it's, it's not just life moving through you. It's the life moving through the liver and how that empowers the total organism. Yeah. Like the stomach functioning properly empowers the entire organism. The intestines functioning properly, they empower the entire organism. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like the dieta plants, those are for specific systems in the body Mm -hmm. to get them to all work harmoniously. Well, when that's harmonious, right, the liver doesn't have to work so hard. So it actually can contain life force energy, which creates presence throughout Mm -hmm. the entire system. Right. So all the limbic systems lit up. Central nervous system is lit up. Digestion is lit up. You're, you're, you know, all the, this, the, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And when the liver is really at a state of not needing to work so hard, it brings light. Like there's presence here. It's like you almost become illuminated, mm-hmm. right? And the central nervous system is how they all communicate. It is like the lines of communication in between your fingers right? Your muscles, your organs, your tissue, your bones, your marrow, your brain. It's all like a mycelial network, mm-hmm. right? Attaching all these things together so that I can keep that environment well. But if you have a frazzled central nervous system, it's sending out mixed messages all across the field. So now you're mixing foods you ought not to. You're having mm-hmm. thoughts that are draining you. You're having emotional reactions to things that you ought not to. You get start taking everything personally because you're looking for a point of orientation in a state of not well-being. There is no good point of orientation. Hmm. So you become desperate with what you latch on to. But the minute the system is cleaned out and you're, you have a high level of presence, energetic presence well-being life force the point of orientation is obvious right the one that sustains it becomes more obvious you got to lose it a lot to gain it completely you got to fall away to see to see until you realize that every time you step out of that you're going to hit the floor right the pattern right and the higher you go the further away that floor is Right, so as you're making progress, you want to main you want to maintain a certain integrity to your new foundation, which mm-hmm. is why I say go slow, build that foundation up because anything you put on it will stand as long as it's there. And what is that? Well, it's the rearranging of your behaviors, it's the rewiring of your system, it's sending different signals through the central nervous system so all the organs can go, hey, we can play well today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
And then that way, with all those things working harmoniously, you all you, you become a quite a receptacle for life force. It just comes rocketing in. You get younger, right? You, your your cognitive capacity goes through the roof. Your ability to focus is there. Your ability to remember the things you need to returns. You're not in this fog of, ah, I don't see what's in front of me. You know, oh, what am I doing? Hmm. No, you get it kind of hammered out. You know, and it's like, well, then what's important? What, whatever gives you the most amount of free time to just be. So do whatever work you have to do that's in front of you. And then spirit will put in front of you possibly a job, but most likely some time spent in its presence in its realm. Which, you know, I think that's the one that's the hardest for people to make room for. Because there are times where you're just sitting there thinking you're having a dark night of the soul. And if you would just let the fuck go you'd find that's not what was intended here. It's trying to lift you up and you're holding on. You feel like you're being ripped apart. Yeah, let go of the fence, fucker. Mm -hmm. Let that spirit pick you up out of your body, take you wherever it takes you, and feel the discomfort of that, the lack of orientation in that, the whoa, where the fuck's happening, and just be with it. it spirit will always deliver you where you came from. <laughs> and right in the present and boom right back into your body mm -hmm. you know but we have to make room for that because the real i think the real learning teaching and call it that but the real learning happens in those spaces more than in your activities when right? you're not filling your head full of thoughts because there's no space for anything new right activities kind of lend themselves to so now you know how to interact with people you can kind of gauge whether this person is someone you want to interact with or not um, you find which situations are distractions and, and to avoid those. And all, you know, really, if you're doing it, for me, if I'm doing it well, I'm just basically navigating and making space for the ability to just let spirit do what it's going to do in me for that moment. Just be totally open, ready for it, available, and just let it do its thing. Because I always come out of that, the, the world's a little brighter. Um, my stamina and my ability to maintain a good level of presence, no matter what's going on, mm -hmm. just gets better. And my head gets quieter about the things around me. <laughs> I just look at them and, oh, okay. Is, is what someone's presenting me a problem or just requires some attention? Which is it? Yeah. Right. Sometimes it just requires some attention and you're done. Yeah. Instead of fighting about it for an hour. <laughs> You know, and to really look, look at where you're reacting and where you, if you were mature, would you react that way? That's really the question is like, when you find yourself kind of in an awkward situation, did you make it awkward? Are you acting like a child? Are you being mature in this moment? Because if you can stop and ask yourself that question, you can reverse course really quick. You can go, whoa, 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 okay. I'm taking this personally. I'm taking this like perceiving this in a way it might not be right let me just take a step back breathe into the situation and okay get your bearings on what's really happening here and the minute you question yourself your awareness sharpens you're not having thoughts about what's going on you're seeing what's hmm. happening i mean if it's new to you, you may have to take a big step back and go i need some alone time here mm -hmm. and deal with this and then come back to it well yeah i mean it's yeah. like you know it's so when you do like a silence retreat, you see how much talking, how much energy that takes up or can. If you don't have a, a 
infinite supply. You can drain you pretty fast. But then the other one is how much energy is consumed through thinking. And that energy could fuel the awareness of what's actually happening instead of thinking a version of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, how much energy attention and awareness is going into thinking and how much of it is going into actually seeing what's in front of you and to see what's in front of you it's really easy have no opinions have no judgments just watch it happen and it's like if you're unsure just let it unfold a little bit longer plot always reveals itself at some point Hmm. right that's what you know the a lot of that goes on with the petty tyrant carlos's book you got to wait for the moment you got to wait until they have got their head so far up their ass that it's not coming undone, and then you move, right? You you got to let them blind themselves. And sometimes it's not going to happen when you want it to. You have to wait and be patient and watch, navigate the situation to see where, you know, the thing you're up against stands in its weakness, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right? And go, oh, mm-hmm. boom, gotcha. <laughs> I counted coup. You know what I mean? Yeah, or just, yeah. It's factored on one. It's really helped me a lot. Just the the, the warrior's path is mm-hmm. ruthless. Um, <laughs> now that I have to put myself on the spot, I'm thinking of the four things, but it's yeah. ruthless, uh, cunning. Um, Forbearance. No? Patience. Patience, Patience and sweetness. Yeah. He's got this. He's, he knows. He's been. Yeah, and if you see that, there's pretty much every situation is a version of that. Yeah, and that's the patience is the one you're speaking to just now. Like, be patient because it may not be the right time to deal with a thing. But petty tyrant could be yourself. Hey, if you, you pull know? if you pull your shirt out of the dryer too soon, you're going to wear a wet shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I like. We had lots of metaphors see? tonight. <laughs> we're uh, we're metaphor makers. Yeah. Well, we're meaning makers. Meme That's, makers making we're, we're, the well, memes. The human brain, whatever its great ability, it's also we're we're meaning makers. So, we a thing happens, and then we just automatically put a meaning to it, which is a thought. Right. And it's like, but we may have an inaccurate map as to what the thing that actually. Well, you know is. what? We probably shouldn't give meanings to things that we have no control over, like death, because well, death <laughs> is like, I'm sorry. It's like why. I mean, you, you kind of had to know that was going to happen at some point. Yeah, I'm still going to cry at funerals. That's yeah, just my I thing. Get I get it. Everybody does. It's <laughs> called mourning. But yeah. you only do it for three days, and then you put them in the dirt. Okay. Let them go live their life somewhere else. <laughs> That's what I want. Forget about me after three days. We're still, If I'm still around, we're still going to say some shit about you more than three days out. Well, yeah, you should talk shit about me because I'm not going to be there to well, defend myself. Well, we'll maybe say nice things about you because you're not around anymore. I so wonder if people say will say nice things about me when I'm dead. <laughs> I'll be one of them. Or if people go, that asshole. Well, I wonder how many people would show up at a funeral. There's going to be a few. A few? There'll be a few. <coughs> We've well, got a core group that's committed to showing What if I outlive them all? Then who what? shows up? What if I outlive everybody I know? Well, you should have chose better with friends. Why did you choose so many old, fragile people? I... <laughs> You should have some people that are going to outlast you in your friend group, for sure. That's why, you know, you try to make sure that you're uh, a useful adult. A useful person, always, as best you can be. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be insignificant. 
particularly to yourself. But not at 110. You want to, you know, at 110. Here's what I want. If I'm going to live to be 110, see, I'm going to serve ayahuasca on my 109th birthday. Okay. And I'm going to do ceremonies the entire year until I'm 110. And then after that, I'm going to go, I retire. Who who do I hand the Chicago off to? I was around. I'm thinking 90, 95 is fine for me. And that, that would, any more than that. And I've, I'm, that's bonus rounds I didn't need. <laughs> It's gonna take a lot of energy to keep my ball, my marbles together that long. You know, it's like you gotta, you gotta. The synergetic presence isn't just a feel good sort of thing. It's like it's that's where it takes you. Are you are you gonna last physically this long? And can you keep everything together that long? I'm I'm actually interested in remaining here as long as I can. I see that now. I didn't know know exactly how strongly you were believed about this. Because it, it, I actually enjoy the challenge of it. Well, I'm not taking. I I, I enjoy the challenge of trying to remain relevant to myself and at all because that changes on a daily basis. So there's, it's yeah. always new to me, right? There's, it just, it just it becomes new. Even something that looks like it's old and been done before. No, it's a new, just it's a new take on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah, washing dishes with a smile instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just kind of sitting there, and you know, even when things are kind of seem like they're idle and nothing much happening. To be okay in that too, just be like, yeah, yeah, this is good. I can, I can take a, a breath. This is good. Well, I mean, yesterday was a snow day. Basically, we all it was cold as hell and windy, and we all stayed inside, and it was kind of very Christmassy. It was it was pretty nice. We're all doing our own thing in different ways. I played uh, some games. Yeah, we played some games at the end, and I whooped your asses. Yeah, and I'm still crying about it. You should. Uh, you should. Right now, I, I beat feel, you down like I a dog. I feel very horrible myself. I beat my, him like a dog. Who my shit identity carpet. is just being crushed. Crushed him both. Just because crushed. you you were better no. at moving marbles around it's the like, board than it's I like was. Sorry for adults. Oh, the cars, the marbles. Yeah, yeah, I know it was that. fun. It was it was cutthroat. You weren't there, but it was me, Chris, and Angela, and all of us were being selfish little pirates, just. Beating each other, like sending each other home again and again and again, and you never knew who was going to come up the top. It was bloody. Chris came out <laughs> top twice, Angela once, and I had zero wins. They were t- they were trying to team up on me. We did, we definitely did, mm. and I, everybody's teaming up. It's great. It's weird because people go, "Oh, well, you know," I would think where you know, it's like I don't like the TV, and you know, movie. No. Sometimes we'll watch a movie. I'm not really ever into it. I didn't know TV still existed. To be honest, like TV. Well, shows? yeah, we I don't watch. Do. No, yeah, but we don't do that. But I find that, you know, just sitting down with human beings yeah. and playing like dominoes or that one, I it's 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 like oh so you're just playing a game? No, we're interacting. Yeah, we were it's talking fucking awesome. We were we talking shit, it. and it was not heart heart like meaning. Like, it wasn't wasn't actually serious. No, we were, no. Let's just talk. No, but no. then we were also we're pointing out, we're also pointing out the ridiculousness of the goals of this game and then i saw well this is also ridiculous in the goals of the game we call life as well how much seriousness do we pour into those when really whatever's going to happen i mean you'll have some effect but whatever's going to happen i think one of the one of the golden attributes of the western world is shit talking (laughs) i really do well it's fun if you are with the right group of people it's fun, and it really elevates the presence. It really elevates the energy. This, it it makes manic mad manageable. This fourteen year old that lives amongst us, he's just going to be the best in the world at this, I think, because he is he has been t- worn tested, like battle tested amongst quite a group of people. That, crew, talk about crew. Crew, of course. Yeah, yeah. So crew, no. crew for everybody who doesn't know. 
my wife Angela, that's her son. I consider your him stepson. my son. Yeah. Call him a stepson, but no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he's been raised in a village, mostly men. I did the same thing with my daughters. Yeah. And both of them turned out to be solid people. Because, you know, it's like, okay, how long are you going to keep them from society and all the quirks and weirdnesses of society? Then they're going into it like a deer in the headlights. It's yeah. better to expose them to it while you can supervise their exposure to it. And that you can let things go to a point. Then when it's like, okay, that's got to stop, you can stop it. You know what I mean? I know. Kind of like some of the people who in their 30s are so pathetic they're threatening a 14-year-old because he's pulled one over on Yes. It's like, yo, you need to straighten out. You're about to fight a 14-year-old. You're a man. You need to You need to become a little more mature. That's a 14-year-old kid. Don't pin well, it And then the even in the case of your daughters, I mean, I'm 30 years older than they are. And, and when I first came across them, they each have their own unique way, but they definitely handled me. And I was, they were, they were like, oh, like your oldest was, she was like, um, I've seen a lot of guys come through here. We'll just, we'll see how you do. I'm going to hold back until later. And, and Lexi just came up with me in the first few minutes un- inadvertently. And it was hilarious. And really laughed at it about this day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she, cause she's pretty forward and she's great. I mean, she, I, it was really nice to have her around for a while. Yeah. You know, and, and Cruz the same way. It's like, I'm not trying to hide him from anything. No, no. It's like, dude, this is the world. This is the world you're going to be in. Wow, that guy's a little weird. Yeah, that's the world you're going to be in. He's quite savvy in social dynamics. To it, I've always said that Crew is the kind of kid. I witnessed, you know, in the last seven years, he's now the kind of kid you could cut loose in the streets of Calcutta, in India. He'll be just fine. And I think that's a good. He would navigate that. That that could be a good fifteenth birthday gift. Yeah, to actually see. Well, you know, (laughs) it's funny because. Because I take crew to school in the morning, uh-huh. and it's a thirty-minute drive, so me and him hang out. And it's, nice. it's not quiet. We're not listening to the radio. We talk. I said, "Hey, you know, I'm considering. You know, you got to go through a rites of passage somehow, yeah, just to keep with the tradition of of how you make a man a man and give up boyhood." I said, "So, I had an idea." He's like, "What's that?" I said, "Maybe this summer you go do a dieta for a month." And he's strongly considering it. That's cool. And it's like, yeah, that rice and potatoes, that'll, that'll that'll take care of some things. That would be amazing. I've honestly thought this spring or summer, actually just doing three days by himself here in the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If he's up for it, that'd be really awesome. Yeah, see if we can start there and then. Yeah. You know, but if we go down and do a, if he goes down and does a dieta, we're doing it with him. Yeah, we'll be a couple hundred yards away. I'd probably keep him in the. In the cabins up by the you know the main area. Maybe we'll see where he's at. Yeah, I choose his own adventure. Yeah, I mean he could scream help, and we could come up yeah. and get rid of the bug. I mean Isaac screamed help. We came for him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we we saved his life. Saved his life. Saved my life at least once. We'll, well see how many more times. He's useful. You gotta save. He's useful. He makes himself <laughs> dang useful. He, you know he so much so that anybody I've who, who really wants die. to get close to this place, <laughs> yeah. closer into this place, they. If they just watched Isaac, don't have an opinion about it. Just watch him. He makes himself too useful to to, get, to tell him to go away. He's <laughs> masterful. <laughs> uh, but he probably learned it from Justin in some I, ways. There's a it's lot of people that want to be in community. Yeah. And then there's people that truly want to be in community. Right. They do what Isaac does. They, they make themselves uh, inextinguishable. And then there's others that want to be in community, but not to participate. But you just take the benefits of it all. Extract. 
and sit there at the kitchen table and drink coffee and smoke mapacho and other things. And you know, just kind of hang out. Thirty and, somethings will be thirty and, somethings. And just kind of sit there <laughs> waiting for someone to tell them what to do. And then if, if that's what they need, and like, could you please tell me what to do? And you say, well, can you do this? And then they just uh, do it. Uh, that doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't want any of that. That's, to me, it's like a community of children is Lord of the Flies. A community of adults, there's no leader because everybody leads themselves. It's much better that way. I, that's the one I want. You know, and if I, Maybe it's a pipe dream. Maybe it's a utopia. No, no, I think we're living it. I, I I actually do feel that way. I, I know there's some out there that don't. That's okay. You know, we're all living this life the way that we're called Dude, to. Sometimes a bear is just hungry. He's coming after you. Sometimes a jaguar just wants to nip your heel to get a little taste of the blood. Not to kill you, just to get a taste for you. It's just metaphor in case it does have to eat you. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. And it's not like, you know, putting anybody in danger. It's just, it's kind of like when, you know, some young kid comes up here and he looks at me and says, I'm a spiritual warrior. Like, oh, and I start sparring with them and they get offended. I'm like, huh? <laughs> warriors do that. We, oh, you, you, you pulling out the sword of truth. Let's fucking ching, ching, ching. Let's see where this goes. And you get cut up and you get offended. It's like, no, 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 no. it's called training. Cause you know, it's like, even for me, you know, even in my youth, it's every time an elder came around and you've seen this with Gino, Gino asked us to help him in ceremonies. Yeah. Right? And I am the perfect servant. I'm the perfect student. I was stunned by your ability to do all that. Yeah. 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 I just, I I go, hey, like when we go down to Enrique's, I just, you're the man. I'm just here to do what you say. Which is a nice break. Yeah. I have no problem doing that. And I've never had a problem doing that. If they know more than me, this is an opportunity for me. Not a place for me to puff up my chest and bang on my shield. You know what I mean? It's a learning. It's a learning thing. I lay down the sword and the shield and be open to receiving and be humble to those people. I was humble to Gino, for Christ's sake. I know. I'm not really sure I want me, that was called for, but I learned. You learned. We both learned. We all learned. Yeah, Every, we all there was learned. lots of learning. I even did that with uh, I know. the goblin. I know. I know. I was to there. almost my demise. <laughs> I know that, too. Yeah, but it's like, hey, I'm still here, so it's not that big of a deal, but... If there's, you know, like when the Hopi guys come around, which haven't been around in years, but when they come around and do the eagle dance, I'm right there with them. It's like, what can yeah. I get you? When the there's a shaman lady that shows up at this place down here called uh, the Sacred Earth Foundation. Yeah, this lady Patty, it's over there. Yeah, and she's got some good connections to some people. But she had this uh, shaman from Nepal come over. Nice. This woman, she was in her sixties, right? Cool. And I showed up to the to the event. She invited me, and I went and. I, it was started to rain, so I got an umbrella and I just covered her. Mm-hmm. Stood out in the rain, mm-hmm. right, and just covered her and made sure that she didn't get wet, so she could do her thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I'm always that guy. Yeah. I'm never not that guy. It's like we're gonna probably go do the uh, Sundance. That'll be with Ben. Yeah, something. You know, else. and to go up there and you know meet the grandfathers and the uncles and you know see what's going on up there and I'll do the same thing. What do you need done? Mm-hmm. You know. It's, you know any place i go i do that it's like i i you know i'm not hey i'm this and you're the, you, you know there's there's no flexing it's like why do that why not we just all just be ourselves and be okay and be genuinely ourselves and not have an issue with it i don't seem to have a problem with it most people don't have a problem with it. you know they might have a problem with me but that's their choice but i don't i don't have animosity towards anyone I, i've never felt the need for it 
It's self-defeating. Right. I've never yeah. felt the need for revenge, retribution, justice. No, it's fine. You know, it's like, what could you really take from me that's valuable to me? Well, it's like my presence is the most valuable thing. Yeah. As long as you can't take that, we're good. Yeah, I don't think that's takeable. It's giveable, but it's not takeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, come get it. <laughs> All right, what time is it? Uh, yeah, we've been on for two hours. All right, we're gonna wrap it up okay. because we have a trip. Yeah, oh, I'm excited about the trip. You're excited about the trip. We're going to the we're going to Sin City. <laughs> Jungle two weeks ago, Sin City less than a month later. <laughs> Is that part of the dieta? I'm not sure. It's a test of dieta to see how you it's can a, really. It's maintain. a test. Can you keep your shit together in can, the can midst keep, of can we keep madness? Chicken houses up in Henderson. Can we? Can we what? He's Keep him out of the joke. chicken house up in. Oh <laughs> yeah, he's fine. You know, if I wake up in the middle of the night, that car is gone. Put out APB. I'll say, go to Henderson. He's chicken he's, he's from my perspective. He's a well behaved. Yeah, yeah. I'll a, keep you on the straight and narrow. He's gonna have the time of his life. I'm, I already told him today. I said this trip's gonna be is profoundly gonna change your life. I'm not even sure how, but I know that by the yeah, time we come back, I got a feeling about something. So. Good. Yeah. Maybe so, you yeah. meet that woman. So no. we're, we're not Hair going, pops out of your head, she comes along. I'll just say this. We're not going to <laughs> Vegas to gamble and get drunk or any of that stuff. We're going for a Bitcoin conference. Uh-huh. And it's gonna and I just found out just before this we got on, it's three hundred people. It's really small. And it's really It's called it, unconfiscatable. Unconfiscatable, but it's a really high signal thing. There's some really people that know some stuff and we're just gonna get buddy buddy with them and it's gonna be so much fun. Interesting to see where it went. And where it, it's going. It's going to be it's interesting. It's rallying pretty well. It's uh, like, I, dang. Oh, you mean the quit. price of Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 41000 Yes. And all the true Bitcoiners are like, they number go up is the least important thing about Bitcoin. Right. The right, price is actually the right. least. In, and it's actually, truly is actually the least interesting part. It's the most attractive part when you're outside. If you go, oh, right. I want to be part of that. It's kind of the bait, but the actual hook is changing behavior. Right. And I, it really is that. And... I am going to launch my Bitcoin podcast in yeah, January yeah, and yeah, dig and into I would that. listen to it if I were you because you so, know some stuff. And some of the people we'll be talking to this week will You be. made smart choices early. Earlier than... It depends on what perspective you talk about my life. Well, <laughs> it's been, when, it's kind of late. When you yeah, came to terms late. with Tom Jr., so to speak, then, yeah, I mean, since then, you know, you've watching you go through the, the whole Bitcoin journey. Jeremy, yeah. You've made stunning choices. Thank you. Yeah, and it's like, and and we have a lot of people like looking at you like you're crazy. I'm like, he's not crazy. If he knows anything, he knows this. He knows what he's. Well, doing. and one of the things I really, I really threw myself into learning in that space over two intense years. It's really been three now, and it shows uh, when you talk to people. It shows, and I didn't do it to be a smarty in it because I can, no, I can be with deep, deep insight. I did it for deep, deep insight because I had to take a big chance and I didn't want to take a big chance without knowing everything I could. And you, you, I mean, when I've heard you talk to people about it, yeah, you bring some deep insight to yeah, have fun. them thinking about it in a way that's outside of this socialized way of being. It's really, particularly with younger guys in their 20 something, because they know a lot about Bitcoin and stuff. And they'll start talking about it and it gets really philosophical really mm-hmm. fast. And I'm like, I've never heard me talk about it that way. It's like, right. yeah, because this is the part that matters. Right, right. It's the abstract value that yeah. kind of is it's, in alignment it's with abstract the human value. values that are tied to a piece of software, which is the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? That's but, better than tied to a piece of rice paper with a dead president's face on it. 
Yeah. I should say in Satan. Or actually entrusting other people to be the authorities over you, which seems like a bad idea, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. That's it. Say goodbye, Isaac. Job's not around. He, you know, no, he's he may have died week, in the jungle. Might just have Isaac. Now. His ghost is visiting him. It might be the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> not really sure. He's you always, walked through the he's door always, today. He's always concerned I could tell about the next thing that's going to be said. He got said. a little rattled over the last He holds his breath months. when he starts talking at him. <laughs> well, Job's limping now, so that's good. Have a good yeah. night, Isaac. <laughs> and everyone out there, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks, Tom, for yeah. being the voice of reason, the fire marshal. The guy that, you know, brings it all home. <laughs> we didn't really go in the weeds. Not too much. Uh, it was nice. I liked it. All right. Episode 41 in the bag. 41's in the bag. Have a good night. We'll uh, talk to you soon or talk at you soon, however you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, <laughs> <laughs>